the way I read this is they cannot make money anymore right now. And why? <laughs> they, they call it deterioration of operating conditions. No, motherfucker. You just need to abide by the law. And you just need to have a decent administration. And you need to keep your users' funds in wallets where they are theirs. You cannot speculate with other people's money. And if you do and you mess up, you're going to get an investigation on your ass. And that will seize your operations. So just, th that's one. Gentlemen, Quamrats, welcome to episode 12 of the Quamfi Show. Full show today. There are updates from the Quant Developer Twitter. And that means that Overledger had some updates. We're going to have a brief look into that. Hotbit failed. They're shutting their doors. And we're going to let loose some analysis on what could be the catalyst to this. Same goes for Dutch Exchange, Lightbit. They also shut their doors. Gilbert is featured on another uh, YouTube channel, and it's about stablecoins this time. So that's going to be interesting. Samsung introducing their new Knox Matrix to be released in 2024. Could that be overledger on the chip? Uh, we're going to have a look at that. Then there is Gilbert saving Polkadot, more or less. The, the competition part is real in the crypto sphere. And then there is Raul Pal, the global macro investor. He has some uh, pretty bold predictions into uh, where this place is going. Looking really good. And of course, in between, we have a look at the quant price action. Because um, it's, uh, it's decent. It's decent. Oh, yeah. And there is this thing with Coinbase custody wallets. Some developments there. Uh, tokenizer. Um, did some research. So um, we're trying to keep this under an hour and a half. See how it goes. Tim, how's life, brother? I'm here. Well, uh, Pompey as <laughs> always. Yeah, well, you always forget I was here. Well, uh, Pompey as always, I guess. Uh, just another two weeks passed. Did a lot of fun stuff. Watched a lot of football. And my uh, yeah, the, the, we we are dealing with a playoff period now. So like the teams are now fighting to either well make their promotion to the highest league or uh, well uh, get their way into Europe. So there's a lot of nice football to watch. I'm in the stadium quite a bit. Uh, that also cost me my voice last weekend. And hopefully, and hopefully it doesn't didn't cost me my throat. Uh, because I'm having this itchy throat once again. I was just discussing it with Jarno. Apparently, he uh, also has uh, some pain there. And well, outside of that, everything is great, I guess. I just saw my portfolio pump uh, a little bit past couple of days. That's always nice. Um, we are recovering slightly. That's good. And well, outside of that, comfy as always, as I just said. Don't really have yeah. anything to mention. It's just I'm doing a lot of fun stuff, my personal life, my leisure time, and well, my work isn't too stressful. Just have these busy days every now and then, but it doesn't really cost me uh, 
a lot of stress on not aging as fast as I did on my previous assignment. Uh, <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, that, that is that, that is uh, really beneficial, honestly. Outside of that, yeah, what can I say? Just as always, you know, we, we are talking every week and week and week and week. Things don't change that much. Just doing a lot of fun stuff these days, enjoying the nice weather. Today, it's not that good, but it could get better later this week. We'll see. And it's just that small talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we just spoke of that, how we're getting a little bit numb when it comes to like all the interesting crypto news. And um, I'm doing well, well, by the way, weather is nice and uh, keep it busy doing things I like generally, which is good. And, and, and keeping up with Quant more, I'm back in the Quant Lounge even, I, I, I felt the Quant is bubbling. So yeah, to, uh, to throw a ton of, uh, of gifts in there. I feel it as well. And, and, and before we go into the rest of the show, let's just consider this introduction. But it's so interesting how we change emotions so quickly. Like yeah. if you, uh, during our last episode, like two weeks ago, what was it? Like sixteenth, fifteenth of May, something like that. We were bearish, man. Uh, people were looking into the sixties or fifties or even forty. And the royal well, we, right? Not us. Uh, no, obviously the royal we on Telegram and Twitter and Discord yeah. and what have you not. And now the royal we uh, is looking into the ten k area again. Uh, because some Ishimoku or Japanese dog kind of cloud apparently is bullish and there is some good news in Hong Kong and I don't know what's going on but suddenly we are bullish again <laughs> um, I don't even know what happens it's just a change of direction and suddenly everyone is, is bullish and yeah you get pretty numb it, it, I don't really I'll, I obviously care because it feels nice um but I just don't get the sentiment always, right? We are, we are always here. We are always equally bullish. Obviously not price-wise, but FA-wise, nothing changed in the meantime. And so it's really it's not entirely true, is it? It's not entirely I mean, true, they, right? True, true. Now, I mean, the FA changes every now and then. Um, but it's just like some, we are getting new insights, right? Like, no, but that's that, 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 that's that, that's the whole that point, a... and you, you should actually timestamp this because this is pretty good. Uh, because we were talking about being numb, right? In Dutch, it's called afgestomd. Yeah, it's like when 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 interesting things happen, it it just doesn't phase one anymore, right? Numb kind of explains it. And we decided back in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one that that this will be the thing. Of this decade, yeah, the interoperability quant, and and that this is essential, yeah, for everything to come to fruition. And we did, and to make us wealthy as hell, right? I mean, the, we decided that this is enough, and we looked at the FA, we looked at what Gilbert did, all the things that you know from us. And we decided, okay, so this is the truth, right? And and part of that truth is Quant is working with the Bank for International Settlement. And that's it. And Quant will be involved in the digital euro. 
at a digital pound, at a digital dollar. And we always knew that on a certain plane. So when the confirmation then inevitably comes, or well, inevitably sounds a little bit arrogant, but it, it's starting to, mm-hmm. um, then we're like, oh, yeah, talk so moving on. And in a way that's understandable, right? But it's also a little bit odd because we get the confirmation um, from Gilbert being on stage with the CBDC head of the, yeah. uh, of the digital pound. And, and, and he's like, yeah, for the tech, you need to ask Gilbert. And my heart was racing, not going to lie. But that took about, about half a day and then, then I moved on. But it's, it's actually pretty massive. And yeah, and I, I, to briefly interrupt you there, I, I must agree. I feel, well, I feel like that was kind of a moment of excitement for me as well. Like one of these rare instances where I felt like, hey, hey, we, we, we didn't see this before, right? We, I mean, we kind of saw this before, but we never saw it in this way. <laughs> so yeah. I got excited for a bit and that, that, that rarely happens these days. So I agree with you. But then a week passed and I already forgot it. And that's just yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, but still, right? And, and, and there's, there, there is a lot going on. And a, a lot of things get confirmed, get reconfirmed. A lot of stuff gets, gets dug up again. We spoke about this earlier as well, Tim. That information, FA, that originated in 2018, 2019, 2020, Samsung being one of this, mm-hmm. um, was already, quote-unquote, decided as being fact. And right now, um, there's there's confirmation coming in. And us and, let's say, the other OGs uh, that were even OG before us. Um, no, we were. They're like, yeah, we know, we know, we know. But it's a bit pretty big fucking deal and what the problem is still with and, and there was a question in lounge today i think and we spoke about this on the show plenty of times all these things that are massive quote-unquote massive confirmations or um yeah just massive confirmations are not read by most folk right it's on linkedin it's on not point telegraph or whatever you want to call it and 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 you can show that to people but it just misses the mark every single time why because of all the dependencies right talking like a like a coder now but there are so many things that need to be known and need to be established in somebody's brain before they can comprehend what it means to xyz yeah, I mean, if you if you don't know ABC, you're not going to get the fucking XYZ. If I just tell you XYZ, you're like, ah, XYZ, okay, that's really nice. But if you don't have the ABC and all the letters before that, it's not going to land. It's not going to hold. It's not going to resonate, if that makes sense. And 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 and, and that's just logical and a shame at the same time. By the way, um, AWS, and and we'll we'll see that in 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 Luke Riley's thing. Luke Riley wrote in, in an article that and, and they're still AWS partner. They're still AWS partner. Yeah, are we going to look into that? Or? Later. Oh, later. Okay, okay. Now we're yeah, back. but it was to underscore my point, right? That that, yeah. that things, even though 
they, they they seemingly changed because we haven't heard of them doesn't mean they have and and then luke confirming that since they are a partner it's just our perception that is kind of changing as we move through time right yeah. so like the, that that's what i said like the fa itself is all has always been there it's just the uh, amount of information that we are being fat well that increases we're gonna, fat. Huh? we're gonna gonna end up fat anyways because paul uh well I, i'm getting that we, we're going a bit off topic here i felt fat today honestly i felt like a fatty anyway uh so basically um yana would call, blame it on my diet and we're really going off top okay uh <laughs> no. no 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 it's it's yeah no um but yeah i mean even goes for me right so i mean i am all kind of on top of things when it gets to quantum even i do not always understand the implications of the stuff i read every day in, in control and, and and what have you not and well if that applies to me then i i can safely say that it will extrapolate to kind of everyone else in crypto we don't understand we, we are doing something that is so well uh, innovative and 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 all never heard of and, and pioneering that, that nobody understands what's going on here and why would you expect people to do so and, and that is that is our problem and that I, <laughs> I thought of that today right with our price action i'm just thinking out loud here because this morning i felt more clear than i do now but like we are kind of we are not dumping as hard as we as we do as we shoot sometimes you know because well yeah all these people having faith in the project because they know what's going on but at the same time as long as there is no change of perception we are not necessarily pumping as well because people do not they don't understand so they, so you get this situation where people do not really sell their holdings. You have people holding well significant amounts of Q and T. Like if you look at the average quant holder, they, they have a lot compared to other cryptos. Um, but as long as other people do not necessarily understand what's going on here, we're not necessarily moving upwards. And only we have these breakthrough moments when people start understanding well bits of the story. Then you will see the moments where people actually start like accumulating Q and T for a bit, and that's happening right now. I think Bitboy, uh, or at least some Bitboy content creator or whatever, I don't really care, um, posted something somewhere on social media. I think that kind of spurred a moment of interest from the wider crypto community. Uh, but um, when people every, lose interest, they, they bit, want the, Bitcoin huh? needs for pumping as well. What? I mean, Bitcoin is both pumps, right? Three and a half, four percent. Oh, okay. When it started, so, and with their market caps, that's a lot of money. Oh, percent okay. of 1K. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, well may, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, right? I, I don't know. I, I'm no, not following no, no, the market. I think, that's exactly. I, I, I think that could and, very well also have and, been part of. But I think that that is kind of the psychology that is underlying us right so you have all these people who are not necessarily selling uh, but a lot of crypto bros they are well 
trying to accumulate as much quant as they can and they will move into the next meme coin and so as soon as like our perception fades away again then they will move somewhere else uh but the diehard believers will always keep their stack i think that's what we're seeing in the market i'm not sure if I, we could have all kinds of explanations but that at least that at least is a, is how i see it i'm not sure how you think about this um just my uh my take i think we have seen this many many times in the past uh, years and we are just moving through it again but at some point um you we will break out out of this like speculate out of this speculation stage right so we have all the perception we know and the the believers know and they will not let go of their q and uh but at some point we will actually get an fa bomb that is verifiably true and it's not only based on speculation anymore and that mm -hmm. that is when you will see the real run towards what have you not because people start believing all the other stuff yeah. but it's always been there that that's what i think at least i'm not sure yeah i mean it's so specific right so specialisties yeah the english word um you really have to be in it to understand it yeah in it <laughs> yeah you and, need to be in this niche you need you need, you need to understand yeah. what's going on here yeah 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 and, and i'm not going to pretend to to understand half of, of, of a lot of people in council um but like like we said in the beginning, there there are dependencies, right? And if you're not following along from the beginning, it just seems like 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 a heap of loose sand. Yeah. Even, even when I look at my relatives, um, I share a lot of the things that I find really interesting and easy to comprehend. And it it just doesn't touch base with them at all. Oh. It's just. That that's nice, honey. That's nice. Keep on like, dreaming. Uh, what what why do I even bother? And I said this in the Dutch show as well. That people are close to me, uh, like 2021. Um, they they they, they believed um, stories, price predictions, connections, whatever. And and this was last week. The all the points that I brought up when they asked, I, I didn't even bother anymore answering the questions because simply their face is just they, they ask a question, they get an answer and an explanation, and their face just cringes with disbelief because of the prices going down, right? And because that that's what's going on. It's taken really long and price is dumping. So why do you keep dreaming? And when they ask for price prediction, and I'm like, yeah, okay, so I, I still believe this uh, to be fair value. And then they just look at me like I'm some, some gambling addict going to the casino saying that I know for sure that when I put everything on zero, I'll win. And um, there's just, how do you say, I, I can't find the word. Um, no, but it's 
yeah. contempt. No, not contempt. Uh, oh, well, it's like this. Right. Sure, honey. I think you're uh, yeah. delusional, I think. Delusional. Yeah, so, something like that. It's, it's almost like pity, right? Like there's somebody that, that believes something so bad, so deeply, he's so sure that they don't even bother, that they're just afraid to 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 smash my dreams or something like that. Oh, well, fuck, yeah, yeah. fuck that shit. So, um, yeah, it's uh, sentiment changes. And, and, and depending on how much you know or you think you know, um, things become different. And, yeah. and and Tim Tim and I spoke about how we are kind of numb to the news, but we also noticed that, that other OGs are also more or less numb. But we also find it interesting to see that when the price goes up and everybody gets hyped a bit more, we throw a bunch of gifts around and some nice memes and stuff. And then even the the the, the, the oldest of OGs start uh, shit posting memes again on Twitter. Which is good to see, which is nice. Um, yeah, to, we've to just been through a lot as community, right? And it, it will only get it will only get worse as time progresses. Um, yeah. But yeah, what I just find interesting is that some people of like this first wave, let's call them first, we, we discussed this with Greg, right? The, the first, second wave, first, second, third wave of influencers. And like this first wave, so... I'd say, the, roughly speaking, the people who came who are, well, double the time. Uh, I need to talk in English. Um, like They've done double the time as we did in the community, right? Mm -hmm. So we are roughly two years, two, three years in. They are four to five years in, to yeah. put it that way. Like, that, that first wave is as double the time as we did. And, well... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. you just see them losing interest in the project, and that makes sense. They already made their 300x, 360 to 400x. If you convert yeah. it to dollars, that makes a lot of sense. They've made a shit ton of money. Um, but that doesn't change anything, right? So they, they just move on with their uh, well, with their profits and go somewhere else. So, so, some do not, right? There are still some people who are out there. Jarno is meanwhile uh, fixing uh, fixing something in the background. Or... Yeah, there was a piece of, piece of zip tie just pricking in my leg. It was doing that uh, for like weeks. And now I finally was so me. fed up with it that I grabbed the multi-tool. Nice. This anyway. show is not yet sponsored by Victorinox. But Victorinox, if you're watching, I know you are a Swiss company. Yeah. Uh, talking about first wave, um, kind of, it, it's so sad to see some well, old members of the community leave, but on the other hand, I think it's healthy as well. And they, they didn't leave; they just they didn't moved leave. On to they, yeah, or or some <laughs> other uh, some other projects. Which and is that will fine, happen. Right? That will happen, and, and and that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, you will just see movements in the community, and also I think the the amount of community that you need to be in the one, top one thousand is is dropping gradually. Slowly but gradually, it is dropping, and it will keep dropping over time. And people say that that isn't true, but it is. Look at it. Um, they say, oh, yeah, but it's, right now. Oh yeah, but it goes up every now and then. But it, it it is dropping. It's just a glacier glacier that we are following slowly. 
And this goes, our pace is way too slow. We need to move on to some more serious uh, stuff. Yes, meat and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> we. I just had to complain for a bit, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun. All right. So what we see here is a tweet by Quant Developers. You can follow them at Quant Developers. Quant with capital D. Developers with capital D. And uh, this is from May 26th. And this is uh, reading the remainder of May's releases focused on maintenance and present no modifications to your APIs or user experience. Um, and it reads over ledger release 2.2.30 and 2.2.31. Um, and there are no significant changes there. Because you can see here, this is a maintenance release. There are no new APIs, features, or modifications to the user experience in this version. And the same goes for number 30. So why is this interesting? This is interesting because apparently they forgot for a month um, to, up, sorry, to, <laughs> to release the updates to us, right? To the public to let us know. This isn't the first I, I, time they did this. No, I, I'm just assuming that they forgot. And to me, that's good news because that means either that it is not interesting, but interesting enough to keep us updated. So that means that we are important in a way, or they are just really fucking busy. And that's also good. And apparently they are so fucking busy, but not on this because there are no uh, to us facing updates. So there's other interesting stuff that's going on. I don't know. This is all just speculation and everything is bullish. <laughs> I think but, with, with these updates, they have simply I'm not sure. It's just like the last time. I feel like oh yeah, we're looking at a terrible meme. You you're looking at uh, the notorious BIS Augustine Carstens on and it reads Augustine Carstens on QT, Colin, quote, I've never seen anything like this, end quote. Let's 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 skip over this. But back, back to Overledger. Uh, yeah. Overledger, so the uh, update. Two point, uh, two update. No. Uh, no. No thing. Just focused on us. Hmm? Yeah, just some small updates. We we don't necessarily know what they did. They just said, "Well, we did some minor improvements, which is fine." Gets mm -hmm. us up to date at least, and it's not too bad. Um. We'll have to Four ask, more weeks. We'll have to ask Boss what happens there, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but four but, more yeah, weeks, and uh, then this uh, this quarter is done. And um, yeah, that's true. Could very well that's be true. interesting uh, things ahead. Um, also, in other news, while we are on Twitter, um, Nexi made a press release. Prototyping test exercise shows it is possible to smoothly integrate the digital euro with existing European payment landscape. Guess who connects legacy infrastructure to distributed ledger technology? And that's obviously Quant. And yeah. Nexi, as you guys know, is like the um, stage three Super Saiyan version of SIA. Uh, CIA, CNNet that integrated 
Overledger into their core infrastructure. Um, had some mergers and some acquisitions, and they are now Nexi Group. And Nexi Group is not just huge, it's humongous. Notorious BIS is just a dwarf in comparison. Even Swift is uh, in Europe smaller than, uh, than Nexi, which is, um, which is really cool. And Nexi is one of the companies that is um, going to be involved in creating the digital euro Euro. and by proxy, obviously Overledger um, is used. So um, that is really cool. And we'll just like this and retweet this. You can find this on the Quamfi Show Twitter. Um, If you're looking for it, it was posted by Navi Nava Quamfi at Quamfi Navas N-A-V-A-S um, Going to look them up So yeah, Quant Prize 100 as well, woohoo! That was 8 hours ago Anyway, we're moving on to Do we? The, I think Yeah yeah, We, 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 we do move on but um, yeah, with, with the digital euro uh, we're seeing progress I think that Panetta guy from the European Central Bank also also said something about it. So it's sweeping past. And I saw some news articles, at, at least on the Dutch news, on, on uh, nu.nl, which means translates to now.nl, like a Dutch news website, where they are kind of well informing the general public about this digital euro. And I think people are slowly getting ready for what's going to happen, for what's going to happen. The inevitable. It's always the same, man. It's always the same. We had the same with the euro. Yeah, the, the euro was the CBDC of the 1990s. Everybody was screaming bloody murder and no, and our sovereignty and all the leeches in Europe and yada, yada, yada. And I was fucking 16 in, in, in the year 2017 when the euro got introduced. It was 2001, right? Yeah, but even I, even I got, got got wind of the news of everybody crying and complaining. The Southern Europe countries, and and there's there's always something. And in the end, they kind of got it right, but not really. And everybody just kind of moved on. Well, not everybody, but yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the vocal minority, it. the vocal minority, generally just accepts it eventually when it is inevitable. It is also a good practice in business when you have something really, really important that you need to get out there. Don't ask for permission, beg for forgiveness, because people will give you shit if you ask for their opinion. But if you're at full speed ahead and you just implement stuff, they'll, they'll just go along with it. That, that, that's just who people are. And but, uh, at um, least well, same, same is uh, going to apply with, with, with CBDCs. And same is going to apply uh, with, with digital money. I mean, it takes time, right? We spoke about e-money and, and and how it was possible to pay with your phone in 2014 in the Netherlands already. And people, oh, no, I'm not paying with Wi-Fi. No, retard, it's NFC. It's not the same. No, I'm not paying with Bluetooth either. Okay, that's not the same. People don't get it. People are scared. People don't understand. And, and they will not start using it until their neighbor uses it. And, and just that's how it is. Yeah, and until then, it's just dangerous. Without entering the political once again on on CBDCs like we do every single week, uh, I just see this tendency of all well, people slowly getting interest in it. 
ended moving from extremely negative to, oh, okay, we're getting a new technology. We're getting a new Wi-Fi standard. What does it mean to us? Uh, and then it's going to fry your brain. And then it's suddenly, yeah, like 5G. Where are all the protesters now? It's getting implemented. Yeah, and then it, it, it suddenly is implemented. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so that's what I saw about that. And I think uh, I saw some other news. But honestly, I don't. Uh, uh, the usual, right? Let's, uh, I let's, see some let's move. Let's move on to I think. I think. I think. Panetta said though that he was aiming for 2027, 2026, something like that. Is that like three to four years? So that would yeah, net us. Max. Yeah. So that would net us in 2027, which is soon. And that would be like 25 years after the after the euro. We'll see. We'll see where this plays out. But I think some other predictions said, well, I think it was the Bank of England they said, or I don't. No, guys, please don't, don't don't get me on this. But so some other parties saying, well, at least end of this decade, twenty thirty. So we're getting yeah. this time. We're getting this window that they are slowly opening yeah. up, and and, and and that's always what happens, right? They're they're, they're they're putting down these these deadlines like really far in the future, so people can get used to it and they have a feeling that they can have some influence and uh, maybe steer or. Or just have people acclimate. I don't know. I, I mean, that, that is true because we we, but, we we obviously still need the political process and stuff, but it, it will happen and it will be the second half of this, this of this decade. Might be a couple of years earlier, might be a couple of years later, but it's going to happen between now and 2030. That's the thing. Okay. Globally. And next year is in it. And that is Q&T. So that's good for us. Um, next topic. Yeah. Okay, so um, what we have here is Hotbit, and Hotbit wrote an article, and it reads, it's time to take a bow. Dear Hotbit users, for five years and four months, the Hotbit team has been proud to participate in a wonderful crypto show with five million users. However, it is with great regret that we have made the decision to stop all sex operations from May 22nd, UTC 0400. We kindly ask all users to withdraw their remaining assets before June 21st, UTC 0400. Um, and the decision is based on three reasons. So to, uh, to keep it brief, this, this part, you're talking about the deterioration of operating conditions. Huh? Uh, it was forced to suspend operations for several weeks for an investigation. Secondly, the change in the crypto industry trend. The successive collapse of large centralized institutions has led the industry to gradually, in two ways, either embrace regulation or become more decentralized. And three, since its beginning, Hotbit has been characterized by providing a rich variety of assets and value-added methods. Hotbit was the first exchange to list numerous emerging assets. Okay, so... The way I read this is they cannot make money anymore right now. And why? <laughs> they call it deterioration of operating conditions. No, motherfucker. You just need to abide by the law. And you just need to have a decent administration. And you need to keep your users' funds in wallets where they are theirs. You cannot speculate with other people's money. And if you do and you mess up, 
going to get an investigation on your ass, and that will seize your operations. So just th that's one. So that's rules and regulations, as they state in a way. And 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 then they talk about the collapse of large centralized institutions, embrace or decentralize. That that's the same stick. It's the same stick. No. Yeah, you guys just need to. Make sure that you perform KYC and AML practices. And then the third. We were first to list every fucking shitcoin under the moon. We didn't care if you'd lose your money. We just wanted your fees. And, 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 and that's, to me, that's to me the bottom line. And yes, I am biased against all these bullshit exchanges with their terrible reputation, fucking people over by just giving them access to every shitcoin that is not vetted, that has no known owner, or they have just bought it off. Because those exchanges, and Hotbit was notorious for this, if I remember correctly, they just get paid a ton of tokens. They get paid a ton of listing fees. Binance is the same. Want to list your shitcoin? Pay us one and a half million dollars and give us 10% of the supply, and you're Gucci. And that, that yeah? is the beauty of it, right? They, they, all these exchanges, they get they eventually get what they always deserve. Like they, yeah. they are getting their karma. Like, yeah. We so, but, hold on, let me finish my rant. Because what is going on is what you see now is kind of the same as what Lightbit said, although Lightbit was law-abiding and had a decent administration, etc. But with MICA coming up, and in my opinion, and this is subjective, there's no evidence for this, with MICA coming up, these type of exchanges lose Europe. There is no way in 2024 that you can operate a business that just posts every shitcoin, uh, sorry, lists every shitcoin under the moon for exorbitant fees without doing any research just to be first and then rake in a ton of money from clients, us, users, as you like to call them, that have done no KYC, no AML, or very, very limited now you can trade as a maxi also. Now you can freely trade five BTC a day, that which is crazy to me. And in Europe, you, in the future, it's going to be a problem. You, you cannot have all these individuals just doing their rogue trading, etc. I mean, you can think of that what you like politically, but, but that's just how it works, right? We pay taxes and, 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 and everybody needs to pay taxes. Also, we don't want to be funding criminal organizations, etc. So that's a thing. With MICA coming up, if we want to create a TQS, the Quamfi Show token, we need to be a registered company. Right? And that can be either that we are self-employed, which is also fine, that you have a VAT number, and, and you can then list the coin. But you, then you first have to uh, issue a white paper, and you have to show that the token has utility. And all these things, all these new hoops, are going to be introduced. And if you do not have a reputation like that and you do not have your affairs in order, then you simply cannot list on a tier one exchange in Europe. Or if you list on a tier one exchange that gives access to people in Europe, people from Europe cannot buy because they need to abide by the law. And that means that if you create a TQS shitcoin with a gazillion tokens, and you're like, <laughs> Let's, let, let's make them a dollar each. And you throw them on Uniswap and the volumes go through the roof because you manipulated that. The volumes go through the roof. 
and then Binance wants to list and everything wants to list because that's how it goes. You cannot do that anymore. Yeah, you can, but you're missing out on Europe in its entirety. And Europe is quite a big market. So, so, so they're losing Europe. And um, I think that's the main catalyst for it. Because yeah. in, from 2024 onwards, you cannot create uh, Elon Doge shitcoin and expect it to be listed on the tier one. Sure, throw it on Uniswap. Throw it on, on PooCoin, on, on PancakeSwap. No, no one cares. But you'll never get the volume that you got in the past. Of course, Binance doesn't have to abide by that because Binance is in fucking God knows where uh, tax haven and uh, no extradition treaties and all these things. Um, do not put your QT there. I saw people you know, posting that the yield is now 1.76% for a year. Do not put, put your tokens there. You'll get wrecked. It's not your tokens anymore. Um, but yeah, so, so so that was my rant on this. So I think for Hotbit, um, serves them right. And for Lightbit, it's a little bit of a shame. Um, what Lightbit did was a Dutch exchange. They are transferring all the people that want to um, onto Bitfavo, which is also highly regulated and in a way acknowledged by the Dutch Central Bank. Uh, Lightbit was also above par, but they just recognized that they cannot compete with the bigger boys anymore. Um, it, it's it's a little bit similar to this story, and I understand, right? That's the reason why we get all the regulatory needs. You cannot have USB regular thumb drives with people's accounts laying on a desk. Not saying Lightbit did that or Hotbit, whatever. I don't know, but you need to have procedures, four I procedures, six I procedures. You need to have vaults, cold wallets, hot wallets. You need to run an administration. This will take people. This will take time. You cannot trade on your own fucking exchange against your own users. All those things are pretty common practice in Europe. Um, but but there's a lot of extra things going to be added to the pie with MICA being introduced. Um, and then there is the Basel thing that's coming up, which will also make it a lot less attractive for, for big businesses. The Basel um, thing? Yeah. We talked about this, the 1,250% uh, assets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You actually, you actually remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, do there's not. A, there's a ton of those things coming up to disincentivize big companies, uh, banks, exchanges. And I would not be surprised if exchanges need to get a banking license in a way um, yeah. to disincentivize them from using people's funds or gambling with crypto and just backing up they are they're 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 questionable bets with their yeah. own shit coins. Um, there's a lot of regulation coming, and 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 the first ones are tapping out. I saw Lightbit. There was another one today that also was like, "Okay, fuck this shit. I'm gone." Um, and I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And well, all the exchange gravy train is. Uh, yeah, you predicted it in 2020, right? And it was kind of obvious, let's be honest. We saw it with Galileo, for example. Like, what did some exchanges ask our friends? <laughs> a couple million to uh, list yeah. Galileo there? Uh, Binance is just is, is just a clean mil and a half and 10% of your supply, kind of like that, something like that. And, um, I mean, but that's 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 pretty common. I mean, the prices go, go kind of down from there. Uh, but there are also exchanges like Coinbase, um, and Bitfavo, 
you cannot buy a listing. You can you can send them an email and they'll just tell you, we don't care. We, we just don't care. If we think you're suitable, we'll pick you. And, and that's that. And I think Kraken does the same. Um, so, but yeah, it all comes down to where is your company registered? Yeah. Which laws do you have to abide by? And that's this is me being the broken record. Seychelles, Cayman Islands, um, Singapore, all those those types of, of spots. If your exchange is there, get the fuck out. Just get out. <laughs> get your get your stuff and move to a European or US exchange with a decent license. Because in Europe, it is already common practice to have the funds separated from the business. So if you have a limited company, then you have a separate foundation and foundation is holding all the user's funds. So these things are inaccessible to the exchange. It's not an exchange balance sheet. It's, it, it's not. So, no. so, they, so they cannot gamble with it. They cannot fuck around with it. And if it disincentivizes them from doing risky stuff, also um, lim limits your risks. It incentivizes the exchange to have more healthy practices. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, less, just less, less profitable in the short term, right? Less profitable in the short term. I mean, everybody's always joking about the volumes of Coin Metro and LCX, and 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 I mean, Bitfavo is, is is doing well. But yeah, if you can't wash trade, if you cannot trade against your own uh, users, yeah, then it's a little bit more difficult. If you cannot list every fucking shitcoin under the sun without a proven track record, yeah, it is more difficult to get the volumes you're looking for, right? Yeah. And if you don't get the new people in that are looking for the next 100,000x token, yeah, how are you going to get new customers? That needs to be organic growth and not hype-induced, manipulated, um, inflated user numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking it's kind of a different question and not necessarily about these exchanges, but I found exchanges interesting regardless. Like with banks, you have these you have a couple of banks that are kind of dominant globally and the same goes for crypto exchanges to a certain extent right we all have binance coinbase kraken and crypto.com i guess might also be a significant player yeah um i'm just questioning like, in the end only a few of them will survive so yeah I'm really curious, and, and sure, I, I mean, also like with banks, you sure have these smaller banks, right? I think only in the U.S. alone, you have 400 or 500 regional banks, and also here in the Netherlands, you have multiple ones, although some fall all under the same parent company. Um, I'm just questioning which one, uh, obviously the ones which are most regulated will, will, will survive, but... Um, that will be a really interesting showcase to see if like the European-based exchanges uh, will become dominant globally because they are best regulated for sure. Yeah. Or, I mean, you see some like some of the biggest exchanges in the world are still, they're still American, right? They're still all active or operating yeah. at least from states which are kind of progressive towards cryptocurrencies, but I'm really questioning whether they will move their headquarters or at least their operations to Europe as soon as Mica and all the other stuff kicks in because it's 
well, much more regulated. That's well, kind of this this interest that I have. You know, I'm not sure if I will get the answer quickly, but yeah. uh, really curious to see how that plays out in the long run. Yeah, I I, I think the answer is partly here, right? If if you look here, top currency spot exchanges. This is a list by Coin Market Cap, which is owned by Binance, I think. So mm -hmm. uh, take this with a grain of salt. This was just the first hit on Google. Um, but we're looking at trading volumes, 24 hours. And uh, apparently Bit, uh, Binance does uh, 6 billion, 6.7 mm -hmm. billion. Coinbase does 800 million. Kraken, 460 million. KuCoin, 440 million. Uh, Bybit, 580 million. Then we get Bitstamp, 170 million. Why, why is this an OKX, 627 million? Uh, then it starts dropping fast. Yeah, Gemini, 18 million. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not in order, which is really odd. Um, but there's apparently a, a, a lot of... Um, there's a lot of difference between between all the exchanges. I'm curious why isn't this? Uh, let's let's do it like this. Yeah, so Hotcoin Global, yeah, but it has a trust score that's really low. Binance trust score is nine point nine, and Hotcoin Global has almost two billion, but a trust score of five point seven. This is interesting. And Coinbase it's funny that we rate exchanges by trust scores. <laughs> but even the indexes don't trust these exchanges. Yeah, <laughs> Imagine people putting their money here. It's crazy. Looking at weekly visits, you see Binance with 12 million, Digifinex with 4.4, Gate.io, 3 million, Bybit, 3 million. Where is Coinbase? Was, was it up there? Did I miss it? No, it's not up there. Kraken, 900,000. Why is Coinbase not on this list? Weekly visit, 32,000. What? That's fucking bullshit. That's no, no way in hell. And Coinbase has only 32,000 visits. A week. This is that, this is not this is not representative of. This is weird, right? That or it, it, no, that that is impossible. Is it? They are the biggest competitors of each other, so maybe Binance is like fuck you guys. I wouldn't put it past them, to be honest. Yeah, maybe um, they don't give an overview of their. their yeah, but 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 just looking at this, right? Looking at the rank, there's. 224 exchanges. Bit for you has a trust score of 0.1. Lol. Um, but 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 these are candidates, prime candidates that that for survival, maybe like the top three, top four, Binance, Coinbase, Kraken, KuCoin. I don't know. KuCoin is also oh, as fuck. Same as Bitru on my list of not to be used. Oh, Bitru. Um, if you want to get scammed, go to Bitru. <laughs> They'll give you a masterclass. 
I think crypto.com will also be kind of one of the candidates to survive. Um, and there will be some other smaller companies, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And yeah, it's, it's a nice sideshow that I'm kind of interested in, in crypto. Yeah. The tree will keep shaking. Hey, but um, we are on CoinKeiko anyway, so why don't we look into price action? Or do we have something else scheduled first? Yeah, I had a bunch of things, but it doesn't matter. We'll just move to the to the, the CoinGecko. Yeah, we were on CoinGecko already, <laughs> so I figure we, we might loop on CoinGecko. No, we were on CMC. We were on coin market oh. cap. No, no, coin cap. Oh, oh, oh okay. it's blue versus green, dude. Oh, what, yeah. are, are you on an Apple laptop or something? I am. Well, personally, I use Coinbase, but that is only no. Uh, I mean, I'm using coin market cap, but the only reason why I'm using it is because I started using it, and it is all my historical data. So I don't think I should switch between. Apps See, because that's how they lock in. <laughs> Yeah, but it kind of shows my data, and then I know, oh, yeah, that's how far I'm down on certain coins, and then I cry in a corner. So numbers are on Burger Tokens, a.k.a. USD. Oh, yeah, that was probably part of why markets are rallying, because there's rumors, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, that the debt ceiling gets raised. Who would have thought? Yeah, debt ceiling, US, 31 trillion. Yeah. The U.S. is technically bankrupt, so the world is technically bankrupt because the entire world is owed money from the U.S. The U.S. is lending from everybody and not paying them back. Like, fuck that. Um, so they just raised the debt ceiling that they created for themselves once again. Um, and uh, allegedly, I'm not sure this is not confirmed yet, as far as I know. And that is apparently bullish. Um, yeah. So the U.S. can rack up more debt, more debt, and that means that their credit rate, credit rating will fall further. And if the credit rating falls further, it means that every loan that they get costs them more in interest because they are less trustworthy. So they need something to compensate, and that means that more tax money will go to paying off interest instead of improving infrastructure and all those other unnecessary things. Um, until they decide that, okay, we, we just need to default on everything, which is inevitable, or they need to wipe the slate clean. Um, but that then needs to occur globally. So if the US gets wiped 31 million uh, trillion, then we need to see um, how much percent of GDP, I don't know, and Europe the same, because everybody needs to get their loans cut equally, I think. We'll, we'll see. It's going to be a shit show. And, and they call it the Great Reset. Yeah, but, I mean, we, we've been hearing this since 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 decades, right? This is one of those things. Like, everyone warns for the end of the world, and there are some sincere scenarios. Oh, no, the world will not end. The boy ends in a couple billion years. Yes, undoubtedly. Uh, but th- this is one of those scenarios where I'm like, yeah, but... Like if that if this scenario happens, then they they will they, some kind of deal will be negotiated because if that happens, then everyone gets affected. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But but the other so, problem is Europe. Europe is in debt massively as well. The same goes for South America, and there's very few countries that are not in debt with other countries. 
right? So no. my my thought as a farmer here uh, is what why not just cut everybody's debt with the same percentage? Yeah, and and, maybe. and maybe that will clean things up a bit, right? Like, okay, I I owe you three hundred, you owe me five hundred, but you earn like way more than I, so let's uh, cut you less and and me more, and then everybody is happy and we can shake each other's hand and then just do it all over again, but this time with digital money. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not an economist. Uh, I don't try no, to no. be one. No, let's uh, not go there. So I'm just if we neutral. Watching yeah, just, if we look at burger token price 27.8k for bitcoin 1.9k us dollars for eth and XRP, 50 cents. 52 cents nice they crossed the 50 cent mark yeah, Amazing. i'm really happy i'm really happy for them yeah cordano is almost 40 cents wow yeah Still in place Ooh. seven. They are doing well. Where's Doge? Doge. Doge is almost seven, almost eight cents. No, seven. seven cents. <laughs> it's amazing Doge. that Doge is still like a solid top 10 pick. Yeah, but that is because it is sorted by market cap. And they print like a like hundred gazillion of those motherfuckers every day. So even if the price drops 20%, they just mine. 20% and and the market cap stays exactly the same. That that's how this works, right? That's how this works. We're talking market cap. And and market cap is just the amount of tokens multiplied by price. So if the price drops 10% and you print 10% more tokens, then the price of the market cap doesn't move. Because you just add more tokens of the same value out of thin fucking air. That's that's why it's so hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, whatever. My let's, mind uh, let's, cannot let's, comprehend Dutch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what huh. is? Oh, we are thirty-five. Remember the days when thirty-five was near all-time high territory. Twenty-four. We were. I think the highest. The highest we ever got was like 27 or something. I thought it was 20. And I don't know, Quant Pop, I thought 23 to 25. So I, th- I, th- I think that's that's the range. I would not even know where to find it. Um, but if we look in euros, Bitcoin is 26K. ETH is almost 1.8. XRP is comfy below 50 cents again. Fuck you. And no, joking. Be friends. Not the same uh, thing. Still. <laughs> um. Quad 107. Looking at the chart for the seven days. We went from 95 down to 90 up to 106. Looking yeah. two weeks ago when we were also here. We were at that 95 mark. We were ranging there. Apparently, we broke out. Looking at 30 days, um, we are past over 30 days ago, which is nice. And looking at the 90 days, this is a very nice. Don't you think? Upwards. Yeah, it's a nice upwards movement. I'm getting FOMO. 
account. So we will probably drop tomorrow. Yeah, and the volume's also there, right? It's 30 million right now. Yeah. Uh, and so that's like like triple what it was three days ago. <laughs> yeah, last week, I think. Last week, we were yeah. around 10 yeah. million. Yeah, a week ago, we were also at 10, yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a 3x in volume. So for our stand, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, um, I'm not sure how it works with you, but I'm getting this FOMO OCD, if that makes any sense. So I want to get it back to like a nice round number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like 15K or something. Yeah, it's like now it's 14 something. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I have this FOMO where I need to have a perfect round number because it keeps me sane. And now it's not a perfect round number. So that happens every now and then. So when I Shane, sell, Shane. So when I I sell, I need to sensible. Kind of. No, I, I I just needed to have that a perfect round number, and it's not perfectly round at the moment. So I need to start buying. Yeah, that's that's just how my brain works. Mm. It's never enough, you know. It's um yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, so um, about the rankings, um, if, if you have a shit coin and your price drops and you just print more tokens, um, then 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 the market cap can stay the same. Why doesn't Gilbert do that? That would be brilliant. <laughs> they would earn a lot. Because of money. then we'd be bitching and complaining. Gilbert is minting new tokens. Yeah, but then the price would be the oh yeah, the price will just stay the same. <laughs> Yeah, you're just no, you're just inflating your supply. Uh, yeah, that's which, true. Uh, which is interesting. Anyway, so um, yeah, where will we where will we go? I know. Chaining. Oh dear, we are. Oh, Chaining, yeah. Chaining is in position twenty one now. Okay, just for now. But their token price is six point eighteen. Isn't that lower than where it was like a while ago? No, it's just been ranging, I guess. What what are they supplying? One billion and fifty percent circulating. They still need the other. That's hilarious. And their volume is steady as well. Over a hundred million. Oh. Yeah, you were looking at the time, probably. Yeah, because we are all well. We are halfway through content-wise, but we're not whole. I mean, we could go for the two-hour episode. Uh, how long are we in? We are one hour in, one hour and two minutes. So, um, we are moving on to the future of finance. Yes. Uh, and, and this is interesting because I saw Jarno posting something on Telegram and it was like this request. Hey, does someone know how to download a YouTube video because they might take this down? And yeah. we are five, six days later and it's not been taken down yet, which yeah. is odd. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. I didn't watch it yet when I posted that. Um, Quant Papa sent this to me. He's like, okay just watch this fast because they, they pulled it down once and they might pull it down again. Um, hence me asking in one of the groups, can somebody please download this? I don't have YouTube premium, so I cannot download it. It's just, I don't know how to do that. Um, 
But but this is cool. Uh, Gilbert was at the future of finance. You have audio, and they spoke about uh, stablecoins. Gilbert Verdion, CEO at Quant. Hello, I'm Dominic Hobson, co-founder of Future of Finance. My guest today is Gilbert Verdian, CEO at Quant, which is dedicated to making blockchain work for banks, asset managers, insurers, and technology vendors, chiefly by ensuring that blockchain protocols and traditional systems can interoperate successfully. Our topic today is an innovation that lies at the heart of that growing convergence between blockchain-based and traditional finance, namely stablecoins. Gilbert, thanks for joining us. Yeah, so the link to this is in the description. I recommend watching this video and um, this interview. I think it's, it's 44 minutes long. Yeah, it's 44 minutes long, but the TLDR is stablecoins are not suitable for banks. Stablecoins are not stable. And every bank and every company will just create their own coin token for their in-house operations. And then we will have CBDCs that will use for the settlement, etc. Tim? Dokwon disagrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's always an idiot in the comments. Who verifies that the job was done too? Standard and who pays this party? Yeah, that's... Uh, how can we check on the banks if they are honest? <laughs> Stuff like that. I think they aren't. I think it's funny. Somebody can say for the government every, every now and then. Nah, but this was another nice, uh, nice interview. Gave a lot of insights. Um, one of the things um, that, uh, because they obviously I talked about CBDCs and, and such. But uh, but neither are your crypto companies. They aren't honest either. That's just the world of finance. Nobody is honest. That's just yeah. how the world works. Yeah. Uh, but they spoke about the complexity of the current cash, obviously. Problem is, uh, right now everything is IOUs. Um, money is not programmable, so it takes a lot of operations to pay with your phone. It takes a lot of IOUs. It takes a lot of... Um, IOUs? Yeah, yeah. If you pay with your phone, then, then money does not transfer instantly from one to another. If I transfer money to you, e-money, it's mm. not money going from me to you. It's just a number, right? And, and, and because we are in the fortunate situation that we can all, quote-unquote, trust each other to be good for it, um, I can just now send you 10 euros, and I will not send you 10 euros, but you will receive, quote-unquote, 10 euros, and you can pay with 10 euros instantly. And the, the store that you spend your 10 euros can then also spend that. Well, what actually happens on the back end is nothing. No money gets carried from one place to another. No gold gets, gets transferred. It's just numbers. And, 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 and that's what Gilbert means with um, just paying the way we do right now is really complicated because it, it's like using post-its 
and, and, and putting it in the mail. Tim, I'm giving you 10 euros. And then Tim is sending that to Albert Heijn or, or Costco. I'm giving you 10 euros, but the 10 euros was officially from Yarno. And then Costco is paying their, their wholesaler. Like, yeah, I got this 10 euros from Yarno, and but but he gave it to Tim, and then Tim gave it to us. So we are now paying you for this, um, etc. And, and that's how it goes. And that's just really cumbersome for the system. And it, it doesn't really work. So, and that's what, when you talk about the programmability, you can have money with smart contracts and such that just execute real time and that the real money is not still not real money, but, 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 but it actually gets transferred and gets updated in, in real time across the board. Um, and it's a little bit more complex than what I explained right now because I don't fully comprehend it. This is so just this like mind-boggling, right? <laughs> so we're sending virtual stuff right now in, in the form of like, yeah, it, it is virtual, but it's actually virtual. Like it relies on trust and we are replacing it with something that is also virtual, but also measurable at the same time because it's not based on trust. It's based on the smart contract or at yeah. least some kind of mechanism that enforces the fact that it is actually real. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm too dumb for this this stuff yeah yeah it's, it's like a, yeah. it's like an onion right i mean the outer layer is pretty clear i'm paying you an onion but on the inside there's so much more going on and going on and going on and and that complexity that's also a problem in the stock market right now because every share or stock you own is also owned allegedly by 13 other people through IOUs yeah. and stuff like that. So if everybody would say, okay, I want my stock right now, you can get them, right? You can get your stocks on paper in, in, in bearer things. Then the entire market would implode because of all the derivatives. And because of everything is loaned out to everybody. And there's so many IOUs. That's also a reason why we need to, um, one, get everything tokenized and digitized. But that's also a reason why a lot of people are holding off because out of the 13 people in some way, shape or form that can lay claim to a specific asset, only one can get it. Only one person can get it. And it means that 12 people will lose. So that puts a giant fucking time bomb under just about everything. <laughs> And, and 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 it goes on and on. We created quite shit show for ourselves. It, it, at the banks, it's literally like this on the back end. It's all just posted. These are just built for the Elder Scrolls Online. But banks are just are, are doing it like this, yeah. And they, and they're trying to optimize and modernize. Um, but yeah, I'm digressing like again. Bit like yeah, I digress again. But yeah, now this uh, stable coins, programmable money, stable coins will not be used. Yeah, if people think that settlement will happen with, with Tether or USDC, the way it stands right now, it's not going to happen. Not me saying them, them saying that. Watch the video. Um, yeah. But right now, the stability of, of the quote unquote stable coins is, 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 is laughable to them, to the bankers which is also laughable because if you look at the stability for the US dollar versus the euro versus the yuan versus the yen versus the 
uh, Swiss franc and, and the pound, they're just as unstable. Well, they are backed by the military. There's a country behind it. So um, there's that. And that might change as well. But for now, it does not. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're skipping Samsung. I'll, 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 I'll put it in the description. Samsung, Knox, um, secure element. Think Ledger. Ledger also has a secure element. Think overledger on a chip. Think this has an overledger chip. This has an overledger chip. And it creates its own blockchain of security. It's called a matrix. And uh, with that, everything is safer, better, and more secure. Yeah. Um, and it, it, for it, 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 it doesn't say it's using overledger, right? doesn't say that. But we know Gilbert was in Korea multiple times. And we know Samsung and Quant are most likely friends. Um, and and the, yeah, well, do your own research. <laughs> then, 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 we're going to Gilbert and Polkadot, because this is interesting. Why? Because we can then use the dot cash tag and get a lot of views. If you're here from dot, <laughs> thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> we are all about the transparency. Um, Gilbert Verdian, security. <clears throat> security is very important to us at Quant Network. By working together, we can help secure the blockchain ecosystem. Read more about how our R&D team identified the security signing bug in Polkadot, how to patch it by upgrading the libraries to be SECP2561 256K1 compatible. And then there is the link to the blog things. Um, so what was up if we go to the Quad Developers Twitter link in the description? It reads, good morning and welcome to another week of improving blockchain for everyone. Get ready for a tech talk with our head of innovation on transaction signing. Here goes the thread. Um, and uh, the thread, so should I read it or like, yeah, no, go read it first? Uh, yeah, we, we might as well read it. We recently asked Dr. Luke Riley about the work our R&D team is doing to detect risks and ultimately improve blockchain for all users. Quote, when connecting to blockchain systems, a key component in the security of the private keys used to sign transactions. We have been working on a project to perform the same integration for substrate networks, such as Polkadot. This integration did not run as expected. While investigating why, we uncovered a bug related to blockchain accounts in Polkadot.js. This was pointed out to Polkadot.js engineers who promptly released a patch to upgrade their libraries to be SECP256K1 compatible for this function now. Read in full here and learn how we uncovered the issue. Let us know what kind of content you want to see more of. Okay. So um, th that was the, uh, the, the tweet, um, Fred. Polkadot had a bug, Quant found it. Polkadot fixed it, Quant tweeted it, and um, I think that was with um, mutual consent, them being tagged. Um, not sure if they 
responded. That'd be interesting. But yeah, the competition side of things, Quant is literally um, positioning itself as like the, the, the watchdog, the guard dog um, of the space. And I'm doing the best to be the leading authority on blockchain. Um, and, 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 and these type of things, I think, are important, right? Uh, help each other out in the end. Quant can only, well, not really, but will flourish more if there's more blockchains to connect, right? Because the more blockchains are safe and the more blockchains that can be used, the more choice a client has. And if, if Quant offers interoperability to a certain protocol, then that protocol needs to be airtight. There cannot be any bugs or problems. Yeah, um, I think that sums it up perfectly here. Yeah. Or did Buzz so, find the issue and email, or did Quantus find the issue that email Quant and Quant to call credit? That would be kind of a cliffhanger. Stay tuned. <laughs> Maybe we can get Buzz on the show again. But yeah, yeah now this, uh, this is cool. And now we're looking at the article on their website. The link is in the description. Um, and uh, here is uh, the very handsome uh, Dr. Luke Riley. It is important to choose experts to work on global systems to ensure that issues are solved before they represent a risk. My English accent is terrible today, guys. I'm so very sorry. And um, so, so here's like the yeah the, the more technical breakdown. But mm. what is also interesting is. Da, 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 they said something about AWS because... Yeah, they did. AWS is no longer a quant partner. Um, well... I'm trying to find it by really quick reading. I mean, we... Somebody highlighted it. The account should let me let me look it up. Uh, oh yeah, it's definitely in that article, but I, I'm not sure. Oh, here, oh, many traditional yeah. cloud services are run on AWS, and as an AWS partner, we can assist companies in connecting their AWS cloud services to blockchain. Okay, Quant would not ever call AWS a partner if they are not partners quant has given companies a lot of flack and a lot of shit for unduly calling them partners and they would not make the mistake themselves many traditional cloud services are run on aws and as an aws partner we can assist companies in connecting their aws cloud services to Tim, what's your side note? I don't really have a side note here. I, I just wanted to say, but hey, they, they aren't on the website anymore, right? So what yeah. it's either but, with but, AWS where's, or... Where's logo? Where's logo? I, I, yeah. I don't see logo. But that, that, that doesn't just doesn't rhyme with everything else we, we got from AWS. So oh. eh. oh. we'll yeah. see. 
So this is cool. Check out the article if you want the filthy fucking details. Um, it is there. Um, okay. Really quickly. We Roll have Raul Pal. Yeah. Uh, he, he posted an article on LinkedIn. And I know a lot of you guys uh, think he's a clown because he made the call for being irresponsibly long on Ethereum right before it tanked. Um, do not judge people by one, one but by one call, right? Or or by a couple of trades. I think uh, this man has a pretty good track record, and he has a lot of people paying him and his company a lot of money every month to get their research and get their opinion and vision on things um, with real vision. <laughs> so th this man is well-respected. He's an authority. And um, yes, he was wrong. We are an authority as well. We are wrong all the fucking time. <laughs> but this article reads, this supermassive black hole that eats all other assets. It's published on May 29, 2023. And um, he, has been, he has used this term, the supermassive black hole, uh, a lot of time. A lot of times. A lot of times. Many times. <laughs> to describe crypto. And um, he has some interesting charts here um, that are not going to to understand in depth but read this article he says the total crypto market cap should hit at least 10 trillion during the next cycle and it could end up going much much further than that and he posts uh, a log chart here uh, with the descending triangle if I have my TA lines uh, correctly and you can see we were at the bottom. We just broke out of this. He's speaking about the global liquidity index and how that correlates um, with, um, with ETH, with Bitcoin, with Solana. And then he uh, speaks about ETH, how it can rip a lot higher than it is right now versus BTC at least. Uh, yeah, Solana, I don't know what their stick is with that, but uh, it's wildly bullish according to him. His feelings are very likely that, is that we are very likely close to a face-ripping rally in crypto before things calm down for a bit. Remember that May and June are historically the strongest month in the first year of a bull market. However, next year and 2025 will be the big ones. It's unclear whether we have a few more weeks of consolidation before that bigger rally, or we go straight from here. What is clear is that it is coming to the moon and beyond. Um, Co-authored with leading research firm MI2 Partners, Julian Bittle and Raul Pell. Um, I think this is cool. I think it's nice to see uh, a lot of lines where things are on top of it. <laughs> and uh, I think the language is strong. I think there's a lot of confidence in this. Um, and I think they're not idiots. Um, will it happen? Eventually, 100%.
Will it be within the time frame that they said? I don't know. Do I care? Eh. Ish. See, um, if, if, if you're looking to buy, I, I think a lot of people would consider this then a bottom. Maybe people want to see a test of sorts, whatever. Um, if you want to buy quant, um, everything below 1K, in my opinion, is just criminal. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, no financial advice here. Do your own research, read the articles, and uh, so. But, but yeah, I mean, create your own truth. Yeah. He, he, so his thesis is that crypto will kind of suck liquidity out of the market and pump it into crypto. Yeah, he he's of the opinion that there is no other asset right now that has the same potential as crypto. That's true. But that thing is just I mean, interesting, and and yeah. I would need to read this article. You just kind of surprised yes. me with it. Um, of course. That, so th does that mean that it will come at the cost of these other markets, or that will because that that yeah. is kind of what he says, right? No, I I don't know. But what what he, I mean, there's always there, there's always money that gets freed up to invest. Yeah. And yes, you cannot put money in two places at the same time. <laughs> you can with IOUs. Just yeah, you can, you can with IOUs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, yeah, he suggests that a lot of the liquidity will go to crypto. Okay. And, and, and not to other assets. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, think, it, I, no. I think that's implied. Um, in all fairness, I, I need to read this. It's kind of interesting. I didn't pay a lot of attention. My attention span is is, is waning at the end of that episode. But yeah. um, and, and and sure, we always when I see these kind of yeah, here, having spent the last three plus decades of my life in the world of macro, I continue to insist that everything remains a sideshow versus crypto. And the last thing, tokenizer. Tokenizer um, did a new update on quant coin-based transactions. Um, up till now, we saw large wallets that interacted with Coinbase wallets 2 and 10, only hodl their QNT tokens until I discovered these. One can only imagine what's going on behind the curtain. Um, it's a three-minute video. All right, so here's a little update on the QNT transaction video. We're not going to watch this right now for sake of time. Uh, you can find it on at tokenizer, so tokenizer, like ice, um, or you can look him up in the description or go through the Conf show, Twitter, whatever. Um, Sorry, I have it's, my voice on mute. <laughs> but why not, actually? I mean, it's just a two-minute video. Yeah, you want to watch cool. it? Okay. No. As we've been covering these wallets, we know three things. Many of these wallets have the exact matching amounts in there sent by Coinbase 10 or Coinbase 2. Next, these wallets are usually considered to be institutions, as the amounts of these are often well over the seven-figure value range. 
And three, they only ever hold QNT and nothing else, not even some ETH. Well, today I found a little more insights on these wallets. We've already previously covered some of the QNT batch transactions that Coinbase wallet 10 sends out, which is a smart contract wallet. Where within these transactions, there's usually some retail transactions bunched in there of random ERC20 tokens, whether it be things like USDT, USDC, Aave, Uniswap, or whatever. And then the rest of these transactions are of course these high value QNT transfers. Needless to say, it's quite strange. Well, in a recent coverage of these transactions, I showed you guys how there were various transactions of 12,844 QNT, which got sent to these wallets, all with 51.3k QNT in them now. Well, there's actually another batch of 13, 12,844 QNT transactions that got sent out just 14 minutes before the one I previously covered. When we go to these specific wallets that they got transferred to, we can see that they all got one of these 12,844 QNT transactions. But unlike those other ones we saw, these guys actually sent their QNT to another wallet. And here's when things start to get really weird. So it's already a little different that they're actually moving the QNT, right? The ones we previously tracked, they just held their QNT with no ether or anything else in there. But when we look to where they move the QNT to, they actually all send these to different wallets, but they all do so in a very similar time frame. Pretty much all of these wallets were sent to their respective different wallets within March. It's almost like there was a specific purpose for those tokens in that time frame. And then when we look to what these specific wallets that got the secondary transfer did, every single one of these sent it right back to Coinbase 10 which was the smart contract wallet that initially executed these batch transactions for these QNT to be sent out in the first place. So it really makes you think, what could these tokens have possibly been used for in that two and a half month-ish time frame? But that's about all I'll spoil for you guys now. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I don't hear you. Oh, that could be me. No, it's me. Yeah, so we got demonetized because of the X, uh, the X-Files team, which is pretty annoying, but it is what it is. Not making any money here anyway. Are you still watching? Thank you. Give us a like and a subscribe. Um, so Coinbase, right? Coinbase custody, we suspect, is doing the administration for want i'll post a video with hungarian horntail explaining why um why does not doesn't quant do this for themselves let's start with this right so everybody's talking about accountability and honesty etc what does quant do quant is an interoperability software as a service provider They are not bookkeepers. They provide services that are software related. They do not want to mess around with post-its, wallets, cold wallets, hot wallets. They do not want to make mistakes. Simple as that. They don't want the liability, the accountability. And 
what better way is there than to use a company like Coinbase with a banking license to keep you, one, honest, two, do everything for you, right? And, and, and three, make sure that everything goes without a hitch. It frees up so much time, frees up so much money, frees up personnel, um, and it is a third party. So whenever a company uh, buys a license, Quant sends fiat there, Coinbase custody, this is all hypothetical, right? Coinbase custody does all their bookkeeping. They buy the QT mm. tokens, um, they lock them in a wallet for the duration of a year. Gilbert cannot touch them for the year because that is what is agreed upon. It's in a white paper. And then um, every time a license expires, they're like, yeah, what's up, G? Yeah, we got some tokens for you. And, and, and then Gilbert can decide what to do with that. Either they are being reallocated, which could possibly be what tokenizer is talking about, right? So there's tokens in wallets. The license expires, somebody renews, those tokens get freed up. The tokens can then be recirculated into the system and be used for new licenses. And then Gilbert just puts the fiat in his pocket. Or they buy additional tokens um, and lock those additional tokens, etc. Um, so this makes perfect sense from a business perspective. You're not going to do all that bullshit yourself. Yeah, if you're into making shoes, um, you want to be making shoes. You want to put your efforts there and, and not in other things. Um, so that could be what, what is going on. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of wallets in the top 1,000 that have similar numbers up to the 18 decimal and oftentimes created within a minute. And it is not humanly possible to do that with that accuracy that quickly um, every single time. The only way to do that is with a smart contract. And that is possible, but not from Coinbase if you're not with Coinbase. Um, so there's something going on there, which is interesting. Uh, could be renewal of licenses, could be other things. We don't know. Um, give tokenizer some love for this. Um, give them a follow for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe a comment if you have a question. Keep it respectful because I know that some of you guys are um ask uh, yeah ask healthy questions you can ask us as well we'll do our best to answer what we can yeah no the the reason why i wanted i insisted to watch this video um is because what kind of this wallet activity kind of fascinates me it is the most tangible thing that we have that we can monitor constantly because everything yeah. happens on ethereum is yeah. open for the public. I mean, it, it comes down to our perception and how yeah. we see it and interpret it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's tangible uh, for sure. It's verifiable. Yeah. <clears throat> I deeply admire all the people looking at it constantly. So that's the reason why I wanted to give some attention to it. Yeah, no, uh, it's a good shot. It's a good shot. Yeah. And it's an, just another layer of the onion in terms of, well, in terms of FA and well, yeah. well done. Okay, um, I am toast. Uh, uh yeah same here uh, it wasn't my best episode ever uh it's just one of the many episodes that we did uh i didn't contribute a lot in terms of talking 
Oh, you did do it in the beginning. That was cool. Yeah. I, I, I did in the beginning. And then I, I slowly started fading out. Uh, that wasn't on purpose. It's just, um, well. <laughs> it's age, <laughs> dude. It's not necessarily age. It's just people shouting at me through a phone today in my work. No, no, no not necessarily. It, it, it was just, it's been a long day. I've seen a lot of, just had a long weekend. Um, yeah. But hey, we, we did it. And once again, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. We gave some new coverage. I thought we didn't have anything new, but we actually we did. I don't know how we pull it off, but we do. We talked about ne Nexi. We talked about the interview Gilbert did, which is a 45 minute, three quarters uh, of, of content. Three quarters yeah. of an hour of content. Um, but I haven't analyzed yet. I still need to watch it. We covered a bit of wallet activity. Um, we talked about Samsung. We we talked about Polkadot. There was so much in this brief little episode. And we'll see you in two weeks. We have more stuff. We will see where the price is going. We will see whether we will pump higher on this Ichimoku cloud or whatever it is. Throw in and... the comments your price prediction for over two weeks and what do you guys think will be the next confirmation? What will be the next big confirmation yeah. when it comes to quant? So, and no, I'm not going to prime you guys. Eh, just a bit. Would it be a bank? Would it be a big institution? Um, would it be a government, maybe? Or gateway? Maybe. What do you think? Let us know. Make sure that you subscribe because otherwise you will not know when there is a next video. Yes, you do, because it's every Thursday, six o'clock European time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every second Thursday of the month is in English. So that's the even weeks, right? The even. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think it's even started weeks that are... in Dutch. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Follow us on all our different thingy medus. You can find it in the banner. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have podcasts. We are also on YouTube podcast right now. So if you're following there, um, thank you so much. Two weeks. We'll see you again. In the meantime, stay comfy. Stay comfy.